0: From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 2nd of December 2021, of course. We are nearing the end of this year. This is the cob the stuff you know need to know about the day in business, markets, startups. Who are we? We're Ausbiz. We're OzBiz. I'm Nadine Blaney.
1: I'm Scotty. And uh, it's sunny outside. The summer has finally arrived here in Sydney. Thank goodness. Do
0: you know when I woke up this morning, I didn't even recognize my bedroom because I hasn't seen sun in so long. And I promised myself I was going to go out and get some fresh air today. Did not happen because I was, you know, actively watching these markets. You know, Scotty, not bad. Pretty good.
1: Yeah. Optimism reigns supreme. We bought the dip, uh, which is uh, surprising. We've seen the US futures go and rally again off the lows. And uh, we saw that yesterday, of course. Didn't really end up too well when it came to physical markets overnight. But uh, yeah, there's still willingness to go and move in whenever there's a bit of weakness. But there is a lot of uncertainty out there at the moment. So I expect this volatility is going to persist for a while.
0: Uh-huh. And so... I know you wrote a view in the newsletter. We don't want to give it all away Mm -hmm. because, of course, everybody can sign up for the COB newsletter. But point being, Scotty, optimistic sounding today, but you're you're not overall. You're you're sounding pretty bearish to me. Mm,
1: Kind of bearish. It's the situation the moment in markets, particularly liquidity across a variety of asset classes, particularly bond markets, is very very poor by usual standards, and we're heading into a very seasonally weak when it comes to liquidity and market depth. And I'm just concerned at the moment, I won't give it all away, but seeing bond don't markets- Don't give it away. I mean, no, people are I, listening. Tell look, them what you think. Bond markets at the moment, my biggest concern is that bond markets might become unhinged, particularly the US treasury market, because there's a lack of liquidity at the moment. If you start to see those things become unhinged, because it prices the asset valuations for so many different mm-hmm. other assets out there, uh, it could go and spark flash crashes. And it's, I don't think it's like, it's not a, a given, it's not a certainty. But just given the the mix at the moment, given how lopsided positioning is because of what the Fed and other central banks have been doing, pushing us all into the same trades. If we start to see a little bit of unwind take place then, I think it's uh, not inconsequential that uh, there is a risk that we might go and see some pretty big and abrupt moves. Hopefully we don't, but uh, I reckon there is a a meaningful risk out there that something happens.
0: Well, look, all roads do lead to the bond market, so we'll be watching that one. And we actually had a chat with Daniel Sillick from Capstream. They move in the bond market and uh, he was talking about liquidity and, and particularly the seasonality that helps contribute to the liquidity or illiquidity at this time of year. If you'd like to listen to that interview, he's really, you know, he's really good. He's talked about the Fed, talked about how he sees the rest of the year panning out and uh, their positioning as well. You can find that on the website or the app. Um,
1: the Fed flattener.
0: Fed Flattner. before we get too far down the macro road, let's get across what happened Stock specifics today. So, Worley Parsons, uh, best performer on the 200, up by 6%. As Jeffries says that key lead indicators are flashing green. Now, GUD Holdings, also doing really well, made that purchase in the US, and City has lifted its price target, giving it the best day in over a month. Uh, Points Bet Holdings, also looking pretty good after it announced a multi year sports betting partnership. And the share price ending up well, about 2.6 percent. Let me just quickly recap what was uh, moving to the downside in terms of index points, most certainly CSL did the most damage overall. Um, other than that, Apt we yeah, sure had there would have been one. Net wealth after pay, yes, you are correct. So, a scheme and a scheme meeting date has been postponed. Apparently, Spanish regulators requiring more. Um, also, as a side note, you know, Square, its mm-hmm. new parent company, being rebranded to Block. Interesting to note that Oracobra was down, no news, but off by close to six percent. Gold Road Resources, as well, and zero down by a pretty solid five percent on no news. Yeah,
1: a lot of those long duration names, despite we saw. Yields, nominal yields come down quite sharply at the back end of the bond curve. Uh, just a, a lot of those long duration, the buy our pay later sector is just getting smashed at the moment in particular. And it's really interesting to see what's going on. And you mentioned like zero, a lot of those other companies mm-hmm. that are priced very, very aggressively. They're very rich in terms of their historic uh, valuations. And So it's just interesting to see how quickly they're coming off at the moment. Real yields, ever so slightly, just continuing to go and edge higher around the world.
0: Well, Scuddy, you've done my heavy lifting for me because guess what the stock of the day was? What? Zip. Yeah. I picked it as stock of the day again because it is coming under so much pressure still. It was down about 20% in the month of November. So I posed the question to my expert guests, Michael Gable from Fairmont Equities and Luke Winchester from Meriwether Capital. Is, you know, is Zip a screaming buy or are the best days for BNPL done and dusted?
1: Like I said, it's not quite up there with Afterpay, Klarna and Affirm, it's that next level down, but it's, it's a more sustainable business than some of the other peers. I think really what's happened is the sentiment has changed completely in, in the whole space, but with Zip as well, where no longer is the market just looking at the top line growth of these businesses. I think if you own it, you, you probably hold it, but even even on this slide, I, I probably, I can't come in with a buy, Nadine. I think it's a hold at
0: best. I'd still be a seller at, at these levels because we can see potentially further downside um, in Zip. So nothing to do with the business. It's growing. That's great. But... There's this other factor at play. It's just shedding too much value each day. I'd rather just be out of it. So that is not going in the Ozbiz portfolio. You know the rule needs to be a buy on the day from both of the guests. If you'd like to listen to that full episode, you can do so. Just click onto the show notes or you can go to the website or the app. It's also available in podcast form because clearly... You enjoy podcasts.
1: Yeah, and we're glad you do.
0: We're glad you do. All right. Um, one interview that you can access via the show notes is an interesting interview that we did with Graham Tuckwell. He's the founder of ETF Securities. He created the first gold-backed ETF way back when. Mm. And uh, look, from gold to crypto. So they are launching or plan to very shortly in conjunction with 21 shares, which owns the European market, uh, launching a, a, a crypto and Ethereum ETF?
1: Talk about a hedge position. No kidding. In- <laughs> ultimate inflation hedge, gold and crypto. Here we go.
0: Good for him. So you can listen to that one via the show notes. Um, but a lot of the conversations we are still having are clearly obsessed with Omicron, what that means for you know your portfolio, what it means for particular stock names, what it means for the outlook for 2022. And the consensus is, is that there are still a lot of unknowns when it comes to the variant, what it will eventually mean. But look, not even like people aren't running for the hills at all right now.
1: Except the stock investors in the United States apparently last night. Well, that
0: was last night. I just found that really, you know, confounding because obviously Omicron has been there because it's everywhere else, but that's what I just wonder how much of that, you know, that selling happens. It's headline driven and the algos get a yeah. hold of it and then it, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah,
1: I think it's also a bit of narrative driven as well. I I Jay Powell's comments earlier in the mm-hmm. week are still of course. still resonating and it just coincides. The, the price action leading into that news about the case that was uncovered in uh, San Francisco was just horrible in the United States. Like, you no, know, open out of the blocks. It looked like it was going to be a huge day and just whittled away and then deep into the, uh, the, the uh, red towards the close. Now. It was not, uh, not a good sign whatsoever.
0: No, um, but... Uh I, there's just so much going on right now. You know, we had the Fed Beige book still talking about input costs, labor costs. The ADP report wasn't really anything to write home about. It wasn't bad, but um, I guess we'll get more insight into the jobs market tonight with the jobless claims. Um, look, this there is just a lot going on for investors and we are in such an extraordinary period in terms of, well, you don't need me to tell you, but monetary policy, fiscal policy, the taper now being you know, it's pretty much confirmed that it will be faster than had originally been indicated. You know, rate rises on the horizon. Um, A lot to digest, but look, Michael Jenneke, Credit Suisse's head of Australian equities, he's still positive and he's still buying cyclicals. Um, You can hear that in detail just by clicking on that interview in the show notes.
1: Yeah, a few ideas out there. Mining space, materials. I won't Mm -hmm. give them all away.
0: No, don't, because, you know. I didn't give
1: the actual names away.
0: Okay, good. Thank you. And also Marcus Bogdan from Blackmore Capital, he tells us what characteristics in a company he's looking for right now. And yeah, he gives his view on the Omicron variant and and whether or not if you're a long-term investor, you should be, you know, in panic mode or not. Um look tonight I mentioned we get jobless claims there's not a whole lot of um fed speak comparatively speaking to what we've had earlier in the week so that might calm down a bit but it will be omicron you know that will that mm-hmm. will be a big a big driver
1: yeah i think a lot of people will be getting pretty nervous about the payroll support as well. You mentioned that uh, no, nothing you go and write home about the, uh, the pace of growth, but it still reflects that it's very difficult to attract people back to the labour market. So that non-farm payroll support tomorrow in the States is going to be very, very important, even with Omicron going around at the moment. Because if Omicron turns out to be a bit of a false narrative. It's not going to go and be the scary variant that, uh, that people are fearful of right now. It comes back straight to that uh, story about inflation at the moment. Uh, economic growth is really strong next year. Mm-hmm. Faster tapering, faster rate hike, and what that means for risk asset valuations. So Mm -hmm. I think tomorrow night's uh, report is going to be pretty important, even with Omicron around.
0: Yeah. um, Also, I should mention uh, OPEC Plus ministers obviously meet. So uh, you guys had a chat with Vandana Mm -hmm. Hari from Vandana Insights. I thought that was good. I put it up online. Will OPEC Plus do a 180? But she says, look, you're flying blind right now. They could actually – she doesn't think that they've got um, the time – to look at production cuts at this meeting, Mm. but she's uh, sounded to me like very much on the fence whether they'll continue with the... um the, uh, the lifting by that 400,000 barrels per day now, now that Omicron's a reality.
1: Yeah. It's also the US uh, SPR release hasn't, you uh, not know, not been all gushed out at once, of course. Mm. And there's talk that they might actually go and hold off on that. So I think OPEC's probably waiting to go and see what the states does. Uh, and they'd like to go and see prices a little bit higher than where they are at the moment. It has almost corrected 20%. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I still think they'll probably go and uh, hold the, uh, the, the current 400,000 uh, barrels per day increase each month. But uh, if things can change, we know they can go and turn the taps off pretty quickly. Saudi Arabia and Russia, the two big behemoths in that uh, that cartel, uh, certainly have the ability to go and do that fairly quickly.
0: Yeah, so we will. Uh, yeah, we'll be talking about that tomorrow. Listen, tomorrow we've got a guest host in studio with us again from 10 to 11. Dean Fergie from Cyan Investment Management will be sitting with us and talking with all of our expert guests, which will be really great because we've also got Rick Farn. Far Work from First Sentier. So they're both small cap guys, so they'll likely have a good chat then. We kick it all off, though, in the morning with Kathy Lien from 60 Second Investor and Keith Bliss from Capital Two Markets. So we'll really have our fingers on the pulse of what happened in that U.S. session. So always looking forward to Fridays. But, you know, the guest lineup that we've got helps with that.
1: You have to get on the beers at 4 o'clock as well. I heard you say that during the, uh, the call today. You're looking forward to having a beer? Me, Did t- I say beer? No, you said a drink. drink. But you
0: know. Yeah. Yeah, usually. I'm I'm not, not, I, not, uh, you know, I had a beer about two weeks ago. It was after work one day at a Mexican restaurant. And I can tell you, Scotty, I think that was the best beer I've had in my life. It was so refreshing.
1: I've known you for a while now. I don't think I've ever seen you have a beer. No,
0: I used to drink beer all the time, but it's more of a summer thing for me. Be, I, I just Cause girl? What
1: a Coors girl. Coors. I don't know. Kidding me. What, what are you Labatt's?
0: actually? L- uh, Labatts, if you're in Canada, for sure. I think um, I usually just. I think lately, if I'm at, oh, what is my hu- well? I think we've c- Coopers at home. Oh, you IPA.
1: Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, they're oh they're yeah, good.
0: maybe I'll go have a beer. Yeah, maybe i will start drinking beer. Well, yeah. if the sun would keep shining in Sydney, that would be good. That would inspire me. And you know what? That brings this conversation right back where it started. Start its, it's It's going off the rails, see? <laughs> let's, let's just end it.
1: Exactly right. We'll see you tomorrow <laughs> when we have a beer on air at 4 o'clock until then. Uh, we'll see you soon.